excited to have Dara Mudgmunder on this episode of Progress with Jacob R. Dara is a seasoned technical recruiter and talent acquisition specialist with over nine years of experience in finding the right candidates for any present and future job opportunities. Dara holds a CHRP, which is a Certified Human Resources Professional designation, and she was also awarded Canada's number one corporate recruiter for 2021. An incredible and inspiring achievement. And Dara, it's amazing to have you on the podcast tonight. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you so much, Jacob. I'm doing very well, and I'm I'm very excited to be here. I highly appreciate all the work you are putting in through this uh, podcast and all over in your career. Thank you so much for having me. It's always excellent to have a wide range and variety of voices on the show. And Dara, your name certainly came to mind. You first met through Toastmasters, which we'll cover a little bit later on in the podcast. But I'd like to begin just by asking you to share a little bit about yourself and your professional journey and what led you to recruitment as a career. The floor is yours. So I have studied bachelor's in computer application. Um, I've also done bachelor's and master's in performing arts, but I never wanted to pursue that as a full-time profession. I always wanted to get into computers and do something creative with that. Um, However, I certainly didn't want to get into programming. I find that that's not my area. I wanted to be creative. In the beginning, I was not sure what exactly I want to do. So I I joined a startup company back home um, as a system consultant. And my main role was to bring leads for the software development projects that my company was was uh, preparing for their clients. Um, the journey began in a, as, as a in of recruiting begin in a very accidental way. So basically my my main role was just to to provide consulting and talking to the clients and providing the information about the services. But then um, while I was the first point of contact to learn about the software requirement and employees that we needed to hire for those projects, um, my manager one day called me and suggested that, uh, why don't you, why don't you hiring as well? Like, as in, you know the requirements, so you find the candidates too. Um, it was like a light bulb in my head, and I thought, yeah, not a bad idea. So this is how I happened to get into IT recruiting and, well, never looked back. And what was your favorite part about consulting while you were doing that type of work? It was very interesting because um, I was able to learn about not only different um, companies and their requirements, but I was also learning a lot about their inside business. Like there were so many company representatives whom I was talking to. They used to tell me the whole um, ecology going on uh, within the company, like all their problems and issues and um Many things that, you know, you would not share with anybody otherwise, but because they wanted uh, Mm -hmm. me to solve issues like with our software, you know, I had a good window to look at different businesses and and their loopholes and how software can help them. So for me, it was very exciting and, and, and a great learning period. Amazing. And software is definitely changing the world in many aspects of our lives. 
can you tell us a little bit about the most exciting project that you've worked on? And I'm sure there are many, but if you had to pick one, what would that be and why? That's a good question because uh, the whole journey was quite exciting and a lot of learning throughout. But one project that struck in my mind is with the Renstead. I also have a lot of details about that on my LinkedIn profile. But it was a contract job with Renstead, and we were working upon a government-oriented project. So Renstead Canada was chosen exclusively um, to support the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation to hire their product specialists. And this is the time when cannabis was legalized recently and everything was, it was a lot of hype around this whole thing. And um, we were working on this exciting project. Um, project. Our uh, task was to hire 650 staff members for the 40 stores across Ontario. And um, Renstead created a team of six recruiters and only three of us were doing interviews and three were doing pre-screening I was those three who were doing interviews so that was a that was a very exciting project because everybody was uh, looking forward to it it was very new so many people even didn't know what is cannabis especially I know the students who have uh, recently come from India and they were quite confused about the job itself that for that project like it was for almost six months Throughout the project, I did around 631 in-person interviews, 942 interviews over the phone, and apart from all the documentation and guiding candidates and all other requirements as a part of recruiting. But the most very important part of this whole project was that I got to know so many professionals. Like it was not just uh, the candidates were not coming from any particular area, you know, because it was government oriented project. Cannabis was like hype and talk of the town. Um, I was I was uh, um, doing interviews with businessmen or project managers, uh, banking professionals, baristas, bartenders, driving examiners, <laughs> policemen. Uh, food chain workers, you name it. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I learned so much from them because um, you learn what they do on their uh, professional jobs at the same time, why they're interested in this project. And also educating up, along with the side that what government is trying to do and what the stores are all going to be all about. So uh, that was that. And But very sadly, um, at the end of the, the six months, uh, the government changed. The Ford government came in and they said that they're not going to open those stores. So we had to uh, call 11,000 candidates that we pre-screened. And um, we have to tell all of them that this is not going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, was, <laughs> it was a very heartbreaking situation, not just for us, but for all of them. Um, 4,000 candidates were like in final stage. And roughly 3,000 candidates were about to, you know, um, get into like real, real last stage with the HR. So it was a big project, very exciting journey, a lot of learning and uh, highly disappointed in the end. Um, however, I would never forget that project. I recall you mentioned the word hype, and I remember that time period very well, Dara. Yeah. And there was certainly a lot of hype, especially around 
the younger demographics yeah. of yeah. Canadians. You brought up some large numbers there as well. Certainly with your occupation and your career, high level of empathy and communication skills, attention to detail, I would imagine, are all needed. And listening because you had dropped so many different industries and sectors of work, and all of them are unique in their own ways. With that, I think this segues very nicely into what I wanted to ask you next, Dara, which was what specifically would you look for in job candidates, especially ones that are leaning towards technology? That's a that's a good question. I like to mention that even on the New York airport, the lady who was doing my um, examination, my passport and everything, when she came to know that I'm into recruiting. She asked me the same question and I was surprised. (laughs) But (laughs) but she was so curious that. Yes. So I I think everybody wants to know that, you know, when you come for a job, what exactly you will be um, looked at. So I think there are a number of things that I look out for particularly. And first and foremost for me is focus. Um, I want to see what is the focus area of the candidate. Um, how much attention they are paying to the work that they are going to do as opposed to anything else. Um, second is their attitude or we say aptitude. So I like to see if they have a positive attitude towards work and life in general or they like to find out loopholes. And um, third, I think, is their why. Like what is the reason that they they want to do this job or they applied in this particular for this particular opportunity i like to see if they have researched about the company if they have read the job description if they know what they're uh, getting into or they're paying attention to other aspects or they might or they have no clue what they're doing so i think these three are my key components how i Uh, look at the candidates. I'm sure that with over nine years of experience and growing, you can tell right away when a candidate is prepared versus when a candidate is unprepared. Yeah. (laughs) So as uh, we had mentioned earlier, Dara and I had first met through Toastmasters International. It's a nonprofit organization that helps its members develop their leadership and public speaking skills. In your own words, Dara, can you describe your experience with Toastmasters, what you enjoyed the most, and how it helped you in your professional career? Sure. The journey with Toastmasters was very significant for me. I used to do a lot of public speaking while I was in high school. Um, I used to participate in debate and storytelling competitions, but I lost that part of me after I got into university and into job and and especially I immigrated here, I really wanted to rediscover my social skills. And Toastmasters gave me that confidence. It provided me with a safe and non-judgmental environment. After a long and stressful day at work, every time, even today when I attend the Toastmasters meeting, I feel that I have entered into a very, in a totally different world where I can be myself, I'm accepted for who I am, and I can share my feelings without any doubt. I attended 
attacked Meetup in 2019, and they asked me to be the speaker for their next event as a tech recruiter. And I was so afraid. I said, I cannot get up and I cannot say a word. And that was the time when I thought that I need to go to Toastmasters. And I'm so happy that I, I took that decision. And today I can, if somebody will say, come and be the speaker for our uh, tech meetup, I, I'm ready and I can say, yes, I can do that. It's just amazing how applicable all of these different skills are to different environments and I think one of the ways that you can do that is through Toastmasters, obviously, but through many other training programs. I, I just have to say that, you know, somebody that's really adept with software and programming, combine that with top tier communication skills and you've got a great candidate on your hands. All of that being said... We'll switch gears into time management and stress. How do you effectively manage stress? Okay, so I'm still trying to do that effectively, but uh, I have tried and tested many different ways to manage stress. And um, what I've figured out so far is that first and foremost, I bring the situation or, or topic that I'm stressed about under a perspective. Um, because so many times I've realized that I'm stressed about things that is not even that important in the long term or even in my present situation. So it's very important to look at the bigger picture and to find out it is, is it even worth being stressed about, right? Um, second is setting the priorities. Like maybe the thing that I'm stressed about is really important, but how important it is? Do I have to pay attention? to it right away um, or I can I can deal with it later on and um, third is uh, I always try to to deal with it uh, when I can do the provide response and not react so I just take a pause and and do not uh, react to it at the at the moment but so, so that's my thought process behind the stressful situations but um, in general, I read a lot of books related to stress and all the personality development or self-development. I also listen to spiritual discourses, and that helps me a lot. And apart from that, I think I talk to people who I trust, and I, I think they can help me or they listen to me. So I think that helps a lot. In your opinion, switching gears once more, what does the future of tech look like? And I know it's a bit of a broad question and you can answer it however you wish. Yeah, future of tech is is definitely going to change the way we are living right now. I think um, AI and machine learning is going to rule the market and all the aspects of our, of our life. Um, so we are going to see robots doing uh, mainly a warehouse work or chatbots instead of uh, customer service reps or certain software to automate the repetitive tasks. And this would be in the forefront of the tech world we will leave. But behind that, that would be data. And data is going to be a new oil, which is already happening. 
And I think uh, in order to, prov- to, to secure that data, in order for us to apply AI and machine learning effectively, cybersecurity is going to work uh, in the back end. I agree with you, Dara. We are moving in that direction, and it's just a question of when. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to end with one final question about any students and young professionals that might be listening to this episode. What advice would you have for them to succeed? Yeah, thank you for asking this questions. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I want to tell the young professionals is that do not compromise. Um, do not try to fit into the market by losing yourself. You know, every person has a place in the market. Every skill set is unique and is has a requirement. Um, for example, I have seen many students who want to become a computer programmer. But uh, previously, they were marketing managers or they were into sales, and clearly their personality is so, they're, they're so sociable, sociable, they're people's person, but mm-hmm. they want to get into programming just because, you know, they see that market trend is going in that direction. They're killing their skills. They don't need to do that. Just because programming is considered to be more respectful comparison to marketing in whatever manner, but that's not true, and, and they need to embrace their original identity. So I think all I want to tell them is that find out what you are good at and then work on it and refine it. You will find your market. You, you will be in demand. You don't need to change yourself to fit into some trend. So with that, I'd like to thank Dara Mujmunder once more for being a very special guest on episode four of Progress with Jacob R. And I said it once, but I'll say it again. Dara, congratulations once again on winning Canada's number one corporate recruiter for 2021. That is an incredible achievement, and I'm sure it's just the beginning. Are there any social media handles or channels that you would like to share with our listeners for anyone that's interested in following professional updates? The floor is yours. Sure. I think my my LinkedIn profile is the best way to connect with me. And you type in my name. It's D-H-A-R-A-M-A-J-M-U-N-D-A-R. And it will it will bring you there. I try to post a lot of updates about this, the tech industry, about the recruiting trend. So I'm sure whosoever will join it will get benefited by that. Dara, thank you so much once again for being on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that I came here. Thank you. All the best.